Good afternoon, beautiful children, and welcome back to Storytime with Avant-Garde Books. I'm Sheree Hardy, and today I will continue reading from the book Changes for Addie, A Winter Story. And I will start with Chapter 3. It is called The Last Piece. And if you have this book, feel free to follow along. And if you don't, it's quite okay. Um, get in a very comfortable place and just get relaxed. And listen quietly to The Last Piece, Chapter 3, from Changes for Addie, A Winter Story, written by Connie Porter and illustrated by Bradford Brown. All right, here we go. The Last Piece. Over the next few weeks, Addie and her family kept up their search. Whenever they could, Sam and Addie and Mama and Papa went to different churches, aid societies, and hospitals. The family placed several ads in the Christian Recorder newspaper. They went to the police, too. They had not found Esther, Auntie Lula, and Uncle Solomon, but they were determined not to give up. One afternoon, a few days before Christmas, Addie stopped at City Hospital after she finished her deliveries. She was later than usual because she'd had so many packages and errands that day. Her job took longer now that she had to do it by herself. She missed Sarah's help and her company, both at school and while she was making deliveries. Addie had been to City Hospital so many times she didn't have to sneak into the charity ward. All the nurses knew her now. When Addie stopped at the front desk, the nurse there exclaimed, Here you go again. Yes, ma'am, said Addie. The nurse shook her head and almost smiled. You're the most determined child I have ever seen, she said. Where's your brother today? He had to work late, said Addie. But my mom and papa said I knew the way here so well. I could come here by myself. Now the nurse really did smile. You certainly do know your way here. You and your brother have been here so many times that you've got nearly every nurse in the hospital looking for your sister and aunt and uncle. I know it's no use to tell you that they're not here. Go back to the ward and see for yourself. Mr. Pope will be glad to see you. Thank you, said Addie, and she started to run down the hall. Walk, the nurse reminded her. There are still some rules that can't be bent. Yes, ma'am, Addie said, showing, slowing down. In the ward, Addie looked at each face in every bed to see if Esther, Auntie Lula, or Uncle Solomon was there. She always stopped at Mr. Polk's bed last because he liked her to visit with him. Today, Mr. Polk smiled when he saw Addie. Hello, Addie, he said. His voice sounded stronger. Sit down and stay a while. Even though Addie wanted to hurry off to a nearby church to see if there was a word about Esther, Lula, or Solomon, she took a seat next to Mr. Polk's bed. You seem better today, she said to the old man. Mr. Polk nodded. I am, he said. The nurses and doctors helped me to get better, and you helped me too. But I didn't do nothing, Addie said. Yes, you did, said Mr. Polk. Your visits give me something to look forward to, something to hope for, Mr. Polk spoke slowly. Hope is a powerful thing, Addie. It's the greatest gift you can give somebody or give yourself. I can see you through. It can see you through the worst times. Addie thought about her own hope or having her family all together. With each passing day, her hope had grown smaller. It was now like a tiny flame. Addie had been feeling that just puff of wind could blow it out. But as she sat talking to Mr. Pope, she could feel her hope 
go bright again. After a while, Mr. Pope patted Addie's hand. You hurry on home now, he said. It's getting late. Goodbye, Mr. Pope, she said. I'll come see you again. The sky was darkening as Addie left the hospital. She'd stayed with Mr. Polk longer than she'd realized. Addie made her hands into fists inside her mittens to keep her fingers warm and walked as quickly as she could. She knew she should be getting home, but tonight she felt hopeful enough to search some more for Esther, Lula, and Solomon. First, she went to the church that was near the hospital, but the church was dark inside except for a cluster of candles burning near the altar looking like stars in the night sky. As Addie left the church, its bells started to ring the hours. They rang six times. Addie knew Mrs. Golden was putting a hot supper on the table right now, and Mama and Papa would be worried about her. But since she was already late, Addie decided to stop at the First Baptist Church, too. It was on her way home and if she stopped there tonight, she and Sam would not have to visit it tomorrow. She leaned into the wind and hurried along. The sidewalk was slippery with ice, so Addie had to slow down as she approached the church. Ahead of her in the winter twilight, she saw the shadowy shape of a woman. The woman was starting to climb down the church steps. She moved slowly as if every step was a struggle. As Addie drew closer, she saw that the woman was bent over protectively helping a small child, child climb down the steps. Light inside the church spilled out into the steps and lit first the woman's face and then the child's face too. Addie froze. Her heart was pounding the way it had pounded the night she and Mama escaped to freedom. On that night, she had pressed the memory of her sister into her mind, her big, dark eyes, her round face. Addie thought maybe it was hope that made her think the face she was seeing now was Esther's. Esther? Addie's voice came out in a whisper. Then she shouted and ran up to the steps. Esther? She called out. Auntie Lula? The woman stopped and turned. Is that my Addie? She asked. It was Aunt Lula. It's me, Auntie Lula, said Addie, rushing toward the old woman. It's your Addie. Addie threw her arms around Aunt Lula and Esther. They were both so small and thin. Addie's arms went almost all around, way around them, all the way around them. She held onto them tightly, tears running down her face. Addie had dreamed so long and hoped so long and prayed so long and searched so long that she never wanted to let go of Auntie Lula and Esther now that she had held them at last. Auntie Lula pulled back. She studied Addie's face. My Addie, she murmured. Then she turned and bent toward Esther. Look a here, Esther, she said. This is your sister. Remember how me and Uncle Solomon always told you about her? Esther nodded. She looked at Addie with her big, bright eyes. What's your sister's name? Auntie Lula asked Esther. Esther hid her face in Auntie Lula's dress and then looked up at Addie and said shyly, Her name, Addie. Addie smiled down at Esther. Her voice was trembling when she said, Auntie Lula, we've been looking for you so long. I can't believe you're here at last. Where's Uncle Solomon? I'll explain about Uncle Solomon in good time, in good time, said Auntie Lula. But now it's time to get Esther and me home. As Addie, Auntie Lula, and Esther came up the steps of the boarding house, the front door swung open. Mama, Papa, and Sam stood in the doorway looking worried. But as soon as they saw Auntie Lula and Esther, 
the concern melted from their faces. They rushed forward and hugged Auntie Lula so tightly she disappeared into their arms. Everyone was crying, including Esther. Mama reached down to pick her up. She kissed Esther over and over and over. My baby, my baby, Mama cried. Lula, you wronged me back. My precious baby, you done got so big, Esther. Esther stopped crying, but she reached out her arms for Auntie Lula. Addie looked at her mother's face and thought Mama was going to cry again, not out of joy, but because her own baby didn't know her. Auntie Lula took Esther into her arms. Look at here, Esther, she said. This here your mama and papa and your brother and sister. But Esther turned away and hid her face in Lula's chest. She'll come around in time, Auntie Lula said softly. She tired. You must be tired too from your journey, Papa said. Come and sit by the fire in the parlor. When they all when they were all seated before the fire, Sam asked gently, Auntie Lula, where's Uncle Solomon? Auntie Lula let out a deep sigh. Salma made it as far as he could, she said. He died at the last Freedom's Camp we stayed in. We buried him there. Addie's eyes filled with tears. For a long time, no one spoke. Then Auntie Lula went on. Solomon and me had a time of it. You hear? We had a time. The plantation turned into nothing but a dry patch of dirt. Even before the war was over, everybody knew the North was going to win. Seemed like word of it was blowing on the wind. Slaves were running off every day from Master Stevenson and across the way from Master Gifford. So many was leaving they couldn't catch them all. Soon it wasn't but a few of us left, mostly old folks that couldn't run nowhere. When we finally got news the war was over, even Master Stevens had left because he wasn't making no money. There wasn't nobody to plant tobacco. Solomon was sick and he knew it, but he didn't want to die on that plantation where he'd been a slave. And we was determined to get this child back to y'all. So that's when we struck out for one of them Freedman's camps. Well, we got to a camp near Virginia and Esther got sick, so sick we couldn't move no more. A lady wrote to us, said Addie. She told us you'd been at her camp. Auntie Lula coughed and took a sip of the hot tea Mama had made for her. Lots of kind folks helped us along the way, Auntie Lula continued. As soon as Esther was better, we pushed on. We got to a camp pretty close to Philadelphia, but Solomon just couldn't go on anymore. He'd been sick for a long time, and he just wore out. Addie buried her face in her hands, and Auntie Lula reached out and stroked her hair. It's all right, child, she said. Uncle Solomon died a free man. He hoped for all his life long. He got as close to Philadelphia as he could. He did what he set out to do. After he passed on, Esther and I came the rest of the way here. I ain't think I could make it another step when you saw us at it. You should rest now, Mama said, and Esther should too. I'll go up and get the bed ready. Auntie Lula said, Addie, reach into my bundle and get Esther her doll. She can't sleep without it. When Addie pulled the doll out of Auntie Lula's bundle, she and Esther said, Janie, at the same time, who did I tell you to give 
who did I tell you give you this doll? Auntie Lula asked Esther. My sister, Esther said. She looked up at Addie. The firelight reflected in her bright eye. My sister, Addie. Wow, boys and girls, that was an emotional chapter. Chapter 3 of Changes for Addie, A Winter Story. This is book 6 of 6 in the Addie series. And this book was written by Connie Porter, and it was illustrated by Bradford Brown. I hope you are learning and enjoying this story, boys and girls. And I also hope that you and your family are well. You can avoid summer learning loss by remembering to read. Well, peace and blessings. Have a beautiful day. avant-garde books. I'm Jerry Hardy and I'm so thankful that you're listening. I really appreciate you. Today I'm going to be giving you a little background information about Addie. This is a story that is from the American Girls Collection and I'm reading a story right now called Changes for Addie. Here is some information about her family and her friends. First of all we have Papa, Addie's father, whose dream gives the family strength. And then we have Mama, Addie's mother, whose love helps the family survive. And then, of course, the main protagonist of this story is Addie, a courageous girl, smart and strong, growing up during the Civil War. And then we have Sam, Addie's 16-year-old brother, determined to be free, and Esther, Addie's two-year-old sister. Here are some other members of Addie's family and friends. We have Auntie Lula the cook on the plantation who has always looked out for Addie's family. You have Uncle Solomon, and that's Auntie Lula's husband, who gives good advice. Sarah Moore, Addie's good friend. Mrs. Moore, Sarah's mother, who helps support her family by taking in laundry. And then there is Mrs. Ford, the firm but fair owner of the dress shop where Mama works. So that gives you a little background information about Addie's family. So when you're reading the story, you'll know who everyone is. I will continue reading Changes for Addie every day. Have a wonderful day, boys and girls. Take care.